The Money Podcast with your hosts, Justin Harrison and David Bester. Money, 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 money. Let's talk about money. Today, we are going to teach you how to make money during a recession. And it all comes back to investing. Justin, you and I joke about this a lot, but we absolutely love bear markets because we believe this is the best time to make money when it comes to investing. Let's tell our listeners why. Yeah, look, I think, uh, you know, everybody's during an, a recession is an absolute state of panic, absolute state of fear. And that is when the savvy investor knows to swoop in and to invest because that's when the greatest opportunity exists in the market. I've been investing for about 20 years. I've been through some pretty turbulent market cycles. The biggest market cycle other than the current one that we've in that I remember was 2008. And unfortunately, I didn't have the experience and the knowledge and the understanding that I now have back in 2008. And I missed some pretty big opportunities. And I've been sitting waiting for well over a decade waiting for another market opportunity like the one that we're currently in to be able to invest and deploy capital. And so much so, Davi, that uh, last year I started unbundling every single asset I could get my hands on, turning it into liquid cash. I sold out of most of my positions in my portfolio. Any cash that I could turn into, any asset that I could turn into liquid cash, I pretty much did that. I know you did the same thing as well. Yes. And that was with the single-minded focus of taking this this opportunity in what I thought would be a fairly significant dip in the market, a recession. Having said that, we need to we need to state very clearly that nobody knows where the bottom of this market is. I certainly don't. There's no no one in the world who knows where the market's going to turn. Although I do have some thoughts on it, I'd be happy to share that. But I just believe that uh, recessions are the single greatest opportunity for wealth transfer that you're ever going to see in your lifetime. And this is a very important thing to understand about a recession. And this is something that is missed by many. Davi, during a recession, the money doesn't disappear. I need people to understand this. The money doesn't disappear. It doesn't get eaten. It doesn't move off the planet. It doesn't vanish. It simply changes hands from many to a few. It is a wealth transfer, and it is important to understand why it happens. So during a time of economic boom, which, you know, for a lot of investors, we tend to call that the time of economic gloom. Boom for an investor is normally gloom because there's excessive money in the market. There's easy money. Finance is cheap. And what you find is the average investor is investing into the market, not with a lot of due diligence, is usually investing in Risky assets is usually putting money into the market that is easy money. It's easy money to access. And consequently, that money is spread amongst many people. So a great example of this is, if you take the U.S. economy, stimulus checks were put into the market during COVID, and that was easy, non-earned money that went into the market. What did people do with that money? They took it and they put it straight into the stock market, right? And so what you had is you had this excessive rise in stocks in the market as a result. And so what happens in a recession is that essentially the market contracts and it pulls back. And what happens to all of that money is it lands up being transferred into the hands of a few away from hands of a many, of many. And that's essentially what happens during a recession. It is a wealth transfer. I see a recession as the greatest opportunity for building wealth that you will ever find in your lifetime. So look, here's the thing. A lot of people will find this 
extremely confusing because when you look at the media, you will see these headlines such as, well, your portfolio is now less um, 30%. You are worth 30% less than you were a year ago. Or Elon Musk is now 20 billion um, short now after like a week of sell-off in Tesla, you know? So a lot of people will find what you just said very confusing because how on earth are you going to make money if you invest in a down cycle, you know? Because it can easily go down another 20 or so percent. Keep buying on the way down. Yes. So I've I've read a lot of books. I've studied the greatest investors and all of them have this one thing in common. All of them started investing when there's a big sell-off. So when they believe stocks are cheap, that's when, when they sweep in and they buy as much as they can. And those investors are investors like Warren Buffett, Charlie Munger, all these great investors, they, or investors, they've got the same thing in common. The problem with the retail investor is he's emotional about his investment. So he will go and he will invest in a stock. He will keep watching that stock, opening up his app, and every single day will look at the prices. And as soon as there's a sell-off, we know how emotions work when it comes to humans. We are very scared of pain. So we are petrified that we'll go down even more. And for that reason, we will sell off, right? Look, I think there's a there's a couple of things we also need to say, and it's, and it's pretty difficult to put all of this into a 15-minute podcast. But there's a couple of things we need to say. First of all, we're talking about value investing. We're not talking about day trading. So let's get that off the table. On that note, please explain quickly in within 30 seconds, what is day trading? What is value investing? So so day trading, I like to refer to it as horse trading. You know, it's, it's basically you buy something today in the hopes that it will go up tomorrow and sell it tomorrow and buy it back tomorrow. And basically the idea is you don't look at any of the fundamental value of the company. You're purely looking at the technicals. You're reading a chart and you're completely ignoring the intrinsic value of the company. Right, Value investing is about looking at what the actual company is worth. It's looking if a company makes profit, looking to see if there is an actual tangible value to the company and understanding that there is something to invest into, be it cash flow, be it asset, be it future value. Right, So there's a big difference. You're essentially buying profit versus buying a graph. There's, that's the difference. Now, that's the first thing to understand. We're talking about value investing. We're talking about long-term investing. We're talking about buying something in a recession today that you're going to hold for the next 10 years. That's very important to understand that. By the way, if you guys really want to understand value investing and long-term investing, go to our website, globalmoneyacademy.com. All of our courses are free of charge. We'll teach you how to invest into the markets for the long term. So that's the first thing I want to say. The second thing I want to say is that People need to understand that this mindset of buying during a recession also comes into understanding what it is that you're buying. You know, I've made this statement many times before. If you buy a piece of crap today, it's going to be a piece of crap tomorrow, right? You need to understand the thing that you're buying and what its value is. And so when we talk about value investing, we're making sure that we read a balance sheet, an income statement, a cash flow statement. We understand the assets and liabilities in the company that we're buying. We're actually buying the business. So If a recession comes around, and this is a really important thing to understand for people, Davi, the market cap of a company is not a true reflection of the value of a company. It is at best the perceived value of a company, right? And we can maybe go into a little bit of detail on that, but the true value of a company is its intrinsic value. Now, that how you get to that calculation is obviously a complex thing, and we're not going to be able to do that in, in 15 minutes. But here's the point. The investors like you and I spend our lives studying intrinsic value. And when the market perception falls below the intrinsic value, that's when we swoop in during a recession and we buy and we buy and we buy. 
because ultimately the perception will go back to where it should be, which is ahead of the intrinsic value when the market goes back to its normal cycle. Yes, look, I mean, um, if you guys want to learn about intrinsic value and how to how to figure that out, we've got um, a YouTube channel where we basically just talk about investments and stocks. So you can go check that out if you if you want to check out the de- the technical side of things. But Justin, let's come back to stocks. So now we okay, we told people that it's a great time to invest in stocks during a recession because you can make a lot of money with it. But now, obviously, the question on everyone's minds are what stocks should they be buying? Well, first of all, you're not going to make a lot of money today. I think that's really important to understand. If you invest today, you're not going to make a lot of money today. We're talking about over the next 10 years. This is about creating generational wealth. I'm talking about the kind of wealth that will change your family structure and lives over the next decade. So whatever you're buying today, you're not going to make money on it tomorrow. You must be looking at something over the next 10 years. I always say it's like real estate, you know. Yep. Any person going buying real estate always looks at it from a 20-year or 30-year term because that's how long the bond will be. But when it comes to stocks, they don't. They, they've got like a one-week or two-week or month outlook on it. So I would say see investing in stocks exactly the same way as you see investing in real estate. I couldn't agree with you more. And I think this is something that's missing in in stock market investing. And I actually hate the word stock investing because it should be called business investing because you're buying businesses. The fact that you're buying stock in a business is we've shortened it to say stock investing. But actually what you're doing is you're buying businesses, right? So, So the question is not which stock should you be buying. It is which businesses should you be buying. And the question to that you should be answering is, which businesses are going to be around in your mind in the next 10 to 20 years through this recession and still be around and thriving in 10 to 20 years time? That's your starting point. Second of all, which businesses and industries do you understand? There are far too many people investing into companies on the stock market that they have zero understanding about. They don't understand those businesses. They don't understand what they do. They don't understand what they produce. They don't understand the management structure. Heck, they've never even read the balance sheet, right? All they've done is they've gone into their digital dashboard of whatever app they're investing in and they click buy. That is not how you invest. Yeah, like unfortunately with, with technology, it's, it has been gamified, you know, so it's, it's, it's very easy now to buy stocks. And it's stupid. It's stupid. It's dumb. It's irresponsible. And you're never going to make money like that. If you want to make generational wealth, you need to learn how to understand what you're investing into. You need to read a damn balance sheet. You need to read a damn income statement. You need to read a damn cash flow statement. And you need to understand what the business is doing that you intend to invest into. Because if if you're investing into a company and you don't know what they do, boy, you're going to get burnt. Well, let's give a practical example. It's, a, it's a, Let's assume you've got a car. You want to sell me that car. But you don't want to show me the pictures. You don't want to tell me in what condition it is. You just tune me. Listen here. I've got this car. It looks pretty cool. It's about um, 500000 So just pay it over. I'm not going to send you any photos. Will I ever do it? Absolutely not. However, people do it on a daily basis when it, basis when it comes to stocks. Yep. They spend more time searching for groceries, searching for a microwave, than they actually spend researching a stock before they buy it. Absolutely. You know, somebody will say around the bra, you should buy a stock XYZ. And somebody will go home and buy that stock. Oh, it's crazy. So we do this channel. Obviously, I get a lot of people approaching me telling me, hey, um, should I buy this stock? I saw I saw your video. And I tell them, listen, I, I cannot tell you that because you need to do your own due diligence. My thought process is completely different from yours. Exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, the, to answer the question, I can't tell you what stocks you should invest into because you have a different set of 
knowledge and a different set of experience. And my thing that I always tell people is invest into companies around your area of competence. If you have a specific area of competence, let's say you're a medical doctor. Okay, let's say you're a GP. Probably pharmaceutical stocks is a really good stock for you to look at because you understand what is happening in that industry sector. That would be a go-to sector to invest into or medical equipment. You know, if Mm. that is your space, stick close to home. And that's a piece of advice I always try and give people. Don't go and start investing into aeronautical stocks if you have no understanding of that industry sector. Yes, I mean, let's assume you work for a big retailer. You can see what, what, what kind of foods people consume. Then you know it, it's probably a good idea to invest within that industry because it makes sense. It's something you understand. I mean, man, if you're working for a big retailer and you see what's moving off the shelves, all I'm saying is you've got data in front of you that I would like to harness. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so let's talk about stocks. Where can people buy stocks? So in the US and other first world countries, people are very spoiled for choice when it comes to these platforms. In South Africa, there are actually quite a lot of platforms. Some of them I find extremely difficult. So um, I am going to mention a name in this one. And I would say it's Easy Equities. To me, that's still the easiest place to go buy stocks. Yeah, so look, I mean, you know, you're giving them a nice little punch. I hope they reach out. Um, But... uh, (laughs) Look, Easy Equities, yeah, it's a it's a decent platform. Um, I haven't spent a lot of time on there, but I have a lot of friends who use it. Also, a lot of the banks allow you to actually buy directly through your banking app. Yes, yeah, so I I have actually used FNB. So FNB, Standard Bank, I know APSA has the same thing. So a lot of the banks will actually allow, and then also there but are. But that's complex. Uh, some of them are, some of them aren't. I think we just also very used to using very easy to use overseas platforms. Some of the platforms that you and I personally use, we use a platform overseas called eToro. By the way, eToro is back in South Africa. You can reopen accounts oh, from South Africa. Now. They reached out to me last week to tell me that they're reopening accounts for people in South Africa. They've got past all the legislation. Okay. So guys, South Africans, you can go reopen eToro accounts. And uh, yeah, I'm going to be making a video on that fairly soon as well. So make sure you go check out our YouTube channel. Uh, I'll give you an in-depth review on that. And then uh, also the other thing is if, you, if you've if got a slightly larger sum of money to invest, I would recommend a platform like uh, Charles Schwab is also really good internationally. Places like Interactive Brokers. Yes, interactive Brokers is great. Is really good. Both you and I use Interactive Brokers. So there are some really, really good platforms out there. But I think it is less about the platform. And it is more about making sure you actually take the time to research stocks. And I'm gonna I'm gonna leave this with with one last thing. I'm gonna say this: don't just hop into buying stocks. Your first thing, come across to our website, globalmoneyacademy.com. Go and sign up for our free courses. We teach you everything you need to know about reading financial statements all the way through to how to buy your first stock. We teach you how to manage your money so that you have got extra money left over to invest. We also take you through some of the platforms. And more importantly, we're going to teach you how to actually think about investing in businesses and companies. And, you know, Davi, you put out a, a tweet the other day on your Twitter account, which I think was really relevant, which when something like this and I'm paraphrasing you said uh, what makes me a good stock investor is that I understand business and what makes me good at business that I understand investing in stocks and this is something that goes hand in hand I think you've got to have a little bit of entrepreneurship and a willingness to really understand business to be good at investing on the stock market you've got to have this desire to understand businesses yes otherwise you're just looking at the technicals absolutely 
So guys, if you want to learn how to read financial statements and if you want to learn how to invest in stocks, we've got all of our courses absolutely free on our website, globalmoneyacademy.com. Simply head over and sign up for a free profile. Then you will get access to all of the courses absolutely free. It's globalmoneyacademy.com. You've been listening to The Money Podcast. To get access to our future episodes, please subscribe to our podcast via your podcast app. And be sure to check out our YouTube channel, Global Money Academy.